welcome to another episode of Anything and Everything with Donna Lisa. I'm your host, Donna Lisa, and today's special guest um, is someone I actually met in the special events industry, kind of like a personal friend, and just wanted to um, let you guys meet her on a personal level, see what she's been doing during the pandemic and what she's transitioned into um, since leaving special events. Uh, Daniela Corradini, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> So Daniela is a young special events uh, professional who took her heartbreak from dating and turned her healing process into a brand. Um, her brand, Dating Millennial, is a podcast and blog that shares stories about the good, bad, and ugly parts of dating in the modern day. Daniela is a dating queen and loves to enjoy delicious food, live music, exploring nature, and exploring nature. If you ever need dating advice, she's your girl. And um, let me tell you, she's got a lot of information because we were catching up right before we started <laughs> recording. Um, welcome, Daniela. Thank you so much for having me. I am very yeah. excited to talk about dating millennial. <laughs> I know. So it's funny because I launched my podcast like New Year's Eve and then started noticing other podcasters were also, you know, popping up on my feed. And then I saw yours right. and I'm like, oh my gosh okay, she's got a podcast and a blog. So tell yes. me how you kind of got started in that, how you transitioned from special events into blogging and podcasting. Yeah, sure. So similar to you, I was in the events industry. I, I'm going to be in the events industry like six years in May. Um, so it was pretty much my whole life, uh, at least my adult life. And so um, I worked for a company and obviously due to COVID, things were kind of on the rocks. They told us that we were going to be furloughed starting in October or, or we'd be furloughed on October 1st, but they gave us a heads up in like August. Um, and so while during the pandemic, like many people, they were stuck in their homes with their families. And I was um, stuck in ho at my house with my uh, boyfriend at the time, um, just kind of rethinking what our life was going to look like, um, you know, what our timeline looked like. And honestly, it just wasn't looking that great. <laughs> so we actually decided to end things on July 1st of 2020. Oh, I no. kind of, yeah, it was, it was sad. We met each other at a very different time in our lives and okay. it's, it's really hard to kind of grow together. Um, he's, I've always dated older. And so he is already 11 years older than me. And so our timelines are very different. And so when you meet at a totally gotcha. different age, and you're just in totally different stages, it's really hard to kind of grow together. Right. And so, you know, it just wasn't really working out. So we decided to end things. And so I had like a whole bunch of heartache that just happened, like right off the bat, like just in my life, you know, with wow. furloughed, I was, I just bought my first house. I was struggling to close. And then my, my grandma passed. So I was like going through so much. Oh my gosh. And so I was trying to find some stability. And so I've always focused on my love life, like in as equally as my job, I've always thought like finding love is just as equal as, as having a good career. Right. And so I um, kind of gave it like two weeks, but people thought I was crazy, but I jumped back into the dating world. Oh, right you mean after the, after the breakup? After okay. the breakup, okay. I gave it two weeks and then like jumped back in. I like kind of mourned my, my relationship for like a couple days just had some time for myself. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's not good to just be sad. And like, I was just going through so much. I was like, you know what? I need some fun in my life. So like, I want right. to go back out there and start dating. Like dating's fun. So I jumped back in there and I totally forgot how crazy dating is <laughs> and like how insane <laughs> it is. 
let alone during COVID. So um, I started going through a lot of like anxiety. I didn't really understand what was happening. I was trying to understand people's behaviors and I just needed a place to kind of write all my thoughts down, put Mm -hmm. all of my anxieties like pen to paper, if you will. And so I kind of started writing um, a blog without posting anything. And then I actually was talking to someone that I was interested in dating and was telling them about what I was doing. And he was like, you should start a blog and a podcast. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like that's a good idea. And so I like took his advice and really just kind of took, you know, all my heartache and made a blog and a podcast. And so I launched January of this year and it's been like a crazy whirlwind and I'm like very like just over the moon about what it's kind of becoming (laughs) so now I'm yeah so now I'm just like full steam ahead I'm working with a couple different companies hopefully soon creating some different projects with dating millennial and yeah this is just like becoming something that I like absolutely love and I never (laughs) thought I'd be doing it honestly isn't it fun? Like you yes. get to share your thoughts, ideas, you know, with mm-hmm. people, just ra- random strangers that come across your feed. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm excited yeah, for you. you. And thank so you. I'm just curious because I, sure. I have a lot of friends in the dating scene right now. Um, okay. With COVID affecting everyone, you know, right now, how is the dating scene and COVID like all taking all the safety measures to meet people outside for right. even a coffee date? Um, what's that like compared to pre-COVID? Yeah. So I think, I also think this depends on where you live too, because I also have a lot of friends that are still dating or in the dating scene. And so a girlfriend of mine in San Francisco has a way different thought process of what needs to happen before a date than myself living in Las Vegas. So for her, like she's got, she's taken like eight different COVID tests. She makes sure that, you know, she like quarantines after the date. Like she's very serious about the COVID thing, which is, you know, good for her. Um, obviously their cases are much higher than ours here, here in Las Vegas. And, you know, their, their just life structure is very different. Here in Vegas, I always make sure like, obviously make sure you communicate and be like, okay, like, have you been in contact with anyone? Like make sure you do all, all of the proper things and be a responsible person when you go out on a date. And then of course to like most, um, you know, restaurants or places that you meet, you know, like a coffee shop or whatever, they have to take their own precautions as well. So between that, it's, it's not as bad, but I will say it just depends on the person where you live and how COVID worried they are I would I don't know the best way to word the word that yeah, there there are a lot of people who are really concerned about going out and meeting in public and, and that's why it's like I was just wondering like where especially for your girlfriend who's in San Francisco with things mm-hmm. shut down where do they meet they meet in parks <laughs> oh okay yeah which I've done too I like okay. I like I like doing a park date park dates are fun um, I did that. I like being outside anyway, so that's always good. Um, but I would say a lot of the time, like, you know, 
when you go into restaurants now, they take your temperature, they ask you all the questions, you're like socially distanced anyways. Um, so you're kind of already taking precautions because restaurants have to take those precautions. Um, but it really just, yeah, it just depends. She's, she's very, very conservative because she has a roommate that's like very, has like a poor immune system. So she has to be very careful. So versus myself, like, my my roommates are never really home and we never really interact with each other we're all just kind of busy like everyone's really working so we're kind of in and out and doing everything that we need to do so we kind of don't really <laughs> interact and we all just know if we see a symptom we get tested right away and like make sure that we're all pretty much safe at all times well good it's nice to see that you guys are staying safe you know, yeah crazy times um of course start to get better now that we have the vaccine and we can open up a little bit more and you guys can go back to regular dating. That's yeah. More fun, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be more fun. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned um, the person you were kind of interested in kind of gave you the idea to start this blog and the podcast. Um, do you guys still, does he, sh- he share ideas with you? Are you still dating? Yeah. So he was so great. Like just a really great guy. We actually met on a dating app called Hinge. Um, And so we kind of just started talking and prior to us like meeting in person, like we did like a little FaceTime to like, just ask any questions and make sure you know, our values aligned, which was really great. I've never had someone really do that in terms of making sure our values aligned. So this was like the first time. So it was really cool. And so he uh, was the first person I showed all of my blog posts to. I was telling him about my planned schedule on which episodes I wanted to do and was kind of giving me feedback, gave me feedback on my writing more than the podcast in general, because I was trying to do that a little more organically, kind of on a whim, making sure like I'm passionate about what I'm talking about every time. And so he he was really more hands-on on the blog, but he's been listening to the podcast recently and he was like very impressed, like really proud, which was really sweet. But the way dating millennials kind of turning out, like I never thought I would kind of get as much traction as I am right now, especially right away. Um, I'm kind of in talks with a couple different dating apps that are coming up that we'll be releasing within the next year or so. So I'm going to be involved in a couple different beta testings with these dating apps. And they have asked me to be kind of like full in hands on with the dating process and really be open to dating and finding love. And so I essentially, and we kind of like got into like a serious kind of dating committed relationship thing really quick. And it just like happened organically and I didn't expect it to kind of happen and feelings were there and they were very strong. And so actually last night I had to kind of have that serious talk and tell him like, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, I, I, I love dating millennials so much. Like this is my dream. I love it. I'm so passionate about it. I have to choose that first over being in a committed relationship right now. So I kind of had to end our committed relationship. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's so heartbroken. I feel <laughs> so bad because he's such a great guy. Right. And like, I uh, am so sad. This is the first time I've ever had to really choose like my passion and my dream right. over finding love and it just it absolutely kills me and so i kind of gave him two options i i told him last night i was like okay because we i sat him down at dinner i was like okay i really need to talk to you about something (laughs) and (laughs) yeah and i felt i felt so bad and so i was like okay this can go one of two ways you can either be like you know what i i'm i'm mad at you like i don't want to see you anymore like i'm gonna leave and just like kind of end it here 
Or what can happen is you can kind of keep, we have to take a step back. We can still keep dating, but no, there is not, there is a chance that I could be talking to other people. You know, I'm giving my heart out to other people and you have to know that you're not the only person in my life. And so for him, he obviously cares about me so much and just, he is, has been looking for a serious relationship for so long. He decided that he can't deal with that idea of me talking about other men or, you know, talking about my dates. And it's hard for him to like take that idea of the girl I'm in love with is still seeing other people, which I totally understood. And I felt really bad. I was like, this is all just bad timing. And like, I know you inspired me to do this, but at the end of the day, now it's like the heartache and the heartbreak that kind of came last night is now pushing me to do even more with dating millennials. Cause I don't want it to go to like waste, like the breakup, if you will, to go to waste. So now I'm like, all right, I need to do this really well. I need to succeed. Like well, this needs to be great. A great topic to talk about, you know, a breakup. Yes. So exactly. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I, I love that you're, podcast and the blog, you know, it's continuing to grow and you're getting a lot of, you know, a lot of attention on it. Um, that's awesome. I love your feed. I mean, I oh, was on you. there looking at it and I'm like, you know what? I need to get her on my podcast. See, I <laughs> just, you know, I'm, it's basically, that's why I named my podcast, anything and everything. I just want to talk sure. about anything and everything. Um, and I didn't even think about dating, but because I have so many friends that are in the dating scene right now, I was like, uh-huh. maybe that might be a great topic. So, um, sure. To have you on here, and I oh, hope that thank it you to grow. Yeah, I mean, I never really in my life dated. Um, my kids laugh about that because <laughs> they're like, "You know nothing about dating." I don't. So, and you know, and I'm married, so I don't really have to date. But right, you don't. Have to worry I about wouldn't anymore. know the first thing about you know what's going on in the dating world. I hear my friends sure. talk about it, and. Sometimes, and even my kids, you know, I have a college um, student and her friends date and Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's what they do nowadays. Like so weird. It's very different. So yeah, I think um, you'll probably get a lot of, you know, good feedback from what you're offering. And I'm sure people tuning in to this episode will um, be impressed of what you have to offer as well for your podcast. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Good. So um, for anyone, you know, this podcast is kind of based on business, people in business, you know, different types of businesses. Um, For anyone that's interested in starting a blog or a podcast, uh, what piece of advice do you have for them? Yeah, absolutely. So what I really have done that I found really successful is, is a couple different things. Number one, like if you want this to really grow, or if you want to think about this, like being something that, Hey, like I could potentially leave the nine to five job and like really take this seriously and like have this be my main income. You know, you really have to come up with an original idea or something that you're passionate about. Um, and really treat it like a job, like a nine to five, if you can, obviously it's really hard. Um, uh, you know, as well as I do, like if you're working and doing this at the same time, it is very time consuming to do all the editing, yeah. all the content planning, <laughs> all the scheduling, you know, coordinating with other people, like it's right. hard. So you have to be really dedicated to it. Cause I, at times I thought I was like, man, am I going to just like kind of give up after three episodes? Is this right. going to be a flop? But I've really pushed to really make sure that I really want this to be kind of successful. And then the second thing that I got in terms of advice from someone else was that, you know, to really think about 
if you do want to take this seriously, like what kind of ways can you think about monetization? And that's something I've never thought about in my lifetime. Like I was just always, I either just had like a company I just worked for or just had a product or a service to sell. So it was very new to me in terms of like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know the first thing about that. Mm -hmm. So it had to really kind of, I turned to a very close friend of mine. Who's also a very great mentor to me, very successful. He started his own um, company way back when, and he was, you know, one of the first people I told, and he was like, okay, you need to think about monetization. You know, how can you reach out to different companies if you want to partner with them? You know, what do you, where do you see this going? Do you want to do some like advertising? Do you want to do some kind of marketing with another company? You know, so just thinking about all these different things in different ways and getting creative on ways you can kind of like get out there essentially. So Mm -hmm. I guess my, my biggest two pieces of advice are to really treat it like a job, make sure you have a, you know, it's a passionate topic of yours. And then also thinking about monetization, if that's something that you want, if you don't like, you want to do it for fun, like go ahead, like by all means. But if you, this is something that you really care about, definitely thinking about those three things. Yeah, that's great. That's a great piece of advice. Um, I'm kind of looking into monetization right now, but not mm-hmm. yet, just because I've heard it's good to start off without it and see if it's sure. something you're going to continue with. Um, like you, I thought, can I keep this up? Because um, it's a, it is a lot. It's a ton of work. <laughs> right. But, it is a lot of work. Yeah. The social media stuff that you have to post and then you're right, scheduling interviews with people and you know, I went back to, um, I was fortunate enough to go back to my special events company full-time in November. And I was just still kind of working on getting this launched. And I said, you know what, I just need to stick with the goal. So I did. And I've had to change all my appointments and the interviews from evenings to just weekends when I'm not working. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And then they're not always available. So it's right. Yeah. And then the editing, you know, late nights after work. So yeah, you're right. You have to treat it like um, a full-time job. And I have friends that ask me like, when do you sleep? And if you're, I I heard somewhere before and actually read it, like if you're really passionate about something you love to do, um, it's not going to seem like work for you. So I'm losing sleep over this sometimes (laughs) because I enjoy it. And you know, I really did want to do this, especially um, this this past year in 2020, because of COVID happening. I miss the interaction I had with my old industry. Right. I miss sure. talking to people. You know, um, these Zoom meetings that we have every so often are great. But when you've got 20 to 30 people on the same Zoom, you know, like networking event for associations, it is hard mm-hmm. to do that one-on-one, um, you know, networking with somebody you want to talk to in particular, you've got to send like a message on, on a private message on the zoom call. And it's just different. So I thought this would be a great way to, you know, talk to people and connect with them one-on-one, just like I I was at um, a regular networking event, like we used to do before COVID happened. So yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have to just put my dog up. Oh no, that's fine. (laughs) I wish my dogs would come around when we're (laughs) recording because uh, they always just avoid me. It's okay. So cute. Yeah, what kind of dog? Oh, she's so precious. She is a mini schnauzer. Okay. Technically, I guess she's not really my dog. <laughs> she's my friend's dog, but I, oh, I okay. watch her all the time. So okay. at this point, I just call you her claimed my her. dog. Okay. You it's, claimed her. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like joint custody kind of. <laughs> there you go. But she's joint very cute. <laughs> Say hi, Gabby. <laughs> hi. She has a little she has a little dating millennial bandana that I got her. She took it Oh, off. is okay. That's the one that I saw on your Instagram yeah. feed. 
so cute. Yeah, so this is this is her. This That's is her. her. Okay. My little my little model. <laughs> very cute. Well, I'm glad she's part of the show. <laughs> yes, yes. She's been very involved in dating millennials. Good, <laughs> good. <part. laughs> so um what are your future plans with um growing dating millennial? Of course, you're talking about monetization and you're working mm-hmm. you know, with um other companies. What's the next step for you in your career and in your personal life? Yeah. So career wise, until I feel very comfortable to be like, all right, I can take, oh, you know, take off from the nine to five normal, mm-hmm. um, you know, career and like really focus on dating millennials. So for right now, you know, I'm just kind of working for um, a digital ad marketing agency. Um, and then um, in terms of dating millennial, I mean, my hopes and dreams is to one day like be that like go to girl about dating, like just like across all platforms and all different types of media. Uh, but really creating dating millennial as like a, a community where people can like talk to people. Um, I eventually, you know, once COVID kind of, I don't know if it'll ever go back to normal, but when we can like kind of meet people again in a, a somewhat normal space, you know, we can have like events and have like dating events and like, you know, just having this kind of be an all encompassing brand. I have um, some, this is kind of like, I guess a teaser. I have some merch that's going to come out soon. So that's really exciting. Um, and then, you know, I would love to just be part of like what dating and tech looks like too. I have really full blown, just like been very involved in the dating aspect in terms of technology, like dating apps. I started off with dating apps in college. I, it was when Tinder was just first coming out. That was how I went on my first date when I was in college. And so I'd love to leave the, the daily nine to five and like really take dating millennial to the next level. But until then, I work at a uh, digital marketing ad agency. Um, but my hopes and dreams for dating millennial, I would personally love to kind of make dating millennial just a brand that people know. Um, I would love to be that girl that you go to and that you see on like television or in ads or in Cosmo, whatever, as your kind of go-to dating expert, that would be an amazing, that would be amazing role. I can see that happening with you. I can't. Oh, I can thank see that you. With you. <laughs> but I come from a family that's full of love and I, I'm so lucky. I have really great parents. Um, you know, they got lucky. They met on a bus, white water rafting. Oh. And my dad was actually engaged and his <laughs> his friend was trying to pick up my mom and my mom was not interested so my mom sat next to my dad and they just got to talking and they they just exchanged numbers mm-hmm. you know just it was so friendly but literally the next day my dad's fiance called him and was saying hey like i am getting cold feet like i think we need to take a break and wow. so yeah and so my dad was like okay like just so you know like i might not be available once you're ready And so she was like, okay, like I understand. And then, so he called my mom and wanted to go on a date with her. So they went on a date and then the rest was kind of history. Like his ex fiance actually called him up and was like, Hey, like I'm ready. And he was like, no, he's like, no, like I, I really found the one this time and you are not it. And so, you know, not everyone is as lucky as my parents to just kind of like, find love that way um but i see the love that they have and you know they've been married gosh what year so they're gonna be married 33 years um this year in august so i just see you know their friendship kind of growing and i've seen you know obviously their ups and their downs but they've really stuck by each other's side so like just the thought of having love in Mm -hmm. my life really kind of pushes me to do this 
whether that be, you know, trying to find love. And then also too, like being there for people and helping people because dating is really hard and it can be really lonely, unfortunately, which is very strange because, you know, you're interacting with these people, but it sometimes makes you feel like you're on an Island and like, no (laughs) one is ever going to like come and be your knight in shining armor, your, your princess or whatever. And so, you know, if I can be any kind of sounding board for someone. Well, I hope you do find love. Um, What will happen if you find love again and with dating millennial growing. Have you thought about that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to break his heart again. (laughs) I know I just kind of experienced that, but my biggest thing was like, this was the first season and yes, but I I have a feeling that (sighs) when the right person walks into my life, And like, I'm like ready to just be with this person. I'll know. And like, it might change what dating millennial will look like, but I have a feeling that's going to be a long time from now. (laughs) I don't know. I I, know that's great though. I could be wrong, but unless something really changes Mm -hmm. and like, I don't, I don't know. I, I want to still keep going with this and I want to choose this. This is my, this is my dream. I love this. This is something that I never thought I'd be doing. Um, so I really don't know. I hope, I hope <laughs> I find the right person at the right time. Right. God, if you hear me, yeah. bring the person at the right time. Just not give now. it like, <laughs> give it like a year for, you know, a dating year, millennial exactly. to like give fully launch. And yeah, I think that would exactly. actually be great. And, yeah, no, I, I honestly feel like you will continue to grow. And I think it'll be fun um, seeing you on your dating journey. I, I think all your, oh, you know, listeners, you. you know, people tuning in um, are going to be excited to see what happens on your next date. So I know I will. Yes. I'm not in the dating scene, but I'd be like, oh, what happens next? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm excited to see when my next date is. I don't know who it's with yet, but I'll let okay. you know. <laughs> Good. So are you going to discuss um like each of your dates if if it kind of ties into a topic for your podcast yeah so what I've been kind of doing recently I've been kind of going over like my past like couple months of like what I've been experiencing I always keep it anonymous so if anyone wants to date me just know I'm not gonna throw (laughs) you under the bus (laughs) you will not be on full blast to the rest of the world on the internet um, I try to be very respectful okay. and I try my best to like be very vague because that's right. just not nice. That's hard to um, do. It is but, really and especially hard. if, so if they know, do you tell them up front that you are doing this blog or podcast or? Well, it's been, it's been different because I haven't really been necessarily going out on dates with new people recently. Okay. I've been seeing the same people, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So they, it's really only like two people and like they knew and like, it's funny cause my parents are listening in and they know who I've dated <laughs> and they're like, Oh, this person's this person, this person, this person. I'm like, stop doing that. That's like you so can't funny. do that. <laughs> I'm like, please stop trying to like match the name to like the story. <laughs> like, please stop. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously now, like I, now that I kind of like, put pump the brakes on uh this like somewhat whirlwind of a relationship that I just had um I'm definitely of course going to be very open and honest like I'm a very open and honest person right. when it comes to dating I don't like to hide anything I like everything out in the open and 
being very communicative. So I will always warn someone just like, just so you know, this is what I do. Right. Um, is there a daily affirmation or a quote that you like to start your day off with? Yeah. So one of my, the friend that actually helps me kind of think about monetization and my mentor, mm-hmm. he gave me a really good piece of advice that I've been really trying to live by. And that is like, you shouldn't choose anything that doesn't want you. And I want to apply that to dating and my career, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So for example, for a career, like I had told him I was interviewing for this one company, but they were kind of like half, half about me. They didn't seem fully committed to bringing me on board. And he was like, no, like you shouldn't want to work for a company that doesn't want you. Mm -hmm. Like you should you know, you're just as equally invested in them as they are you. They should full heartedly give you some time to think about it and, you know, show you that they're invested in you too, not just you to them. And so I kind of also thought about this applying it to, you know, dating because there's this culture of (sighs) millennials, very annoyingly enough, (laughs) just like sometimes don't necessarily say everything that they really need to say. And so, you know, there's all these different terms. I don't know if you know these terms, like ghosting and like... I'm learning. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because of my college student. (laughs) Sure. So that's good. That's good. (laughs) Ghosting, like just leaving people like high and dry. And I just, you know, like if someone does, is if you're not nearly as interested in someone, you should just tell them, you know? Yeah. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't want anyone that doesn't want you. That's point blank. And I feel like a lot of people, especially in the dating game, sometimes kind of chase after people that are only like, Oh, like I kind of like them. I'm kind of interested in them, but it should be like, no, I'm interested in this person. I want to give them my attention. Like, let's just do this kind of thing. And it would just save a lot of time and a lot of heartache. (laughs) Yeah. I hear that a lot from people. They don't call it ghosting, but you know, but especially my friends, my age in their forties that are dating, um, it's tough because people nowadays like the casual dating and there are, yes. you know, there are women um, and men my age that want to settle in their forties and they mm-hmm. don't want to continue doing the casual dating. So um, it's got to be tough out there. Um, yes. I, I mean, <laughs> kudos to you for being brave enough to do that because Thank I, you. I mean, I just got used to rejection in the professional world with work, mm-hmm. you know, if clients don't want to meet with you and, you know, you can't get your foot in the door with a big, you know, um, client, it's like, okay, move on. Um, I don't know, honestly, if I would be able to do that in the dating world. It's definitely tough for sure. It's not, rejection isn't easy and it's not easy to read other people's minds, especially behind a screen on these dating apps. So mm-hmm. it's not great. <laughs> and date, have you ever done like the online dating? Cause I know online dating started years ago and now it's transitioned over to dating on apps, which is so different from online dating. Um, How do you like either? Do you prefer one or the other? Yeah, well, I've tried everything from like eHarmony, like one of my clients even was like, one of my clients was like, let's sign you up for eHarmony. And I was (laughs) like, oh God, (laughs) tried it, didn't really like it. Um, and dating apps, honestly, I don't, they're hard to, (laughs) there's no real good way. I've been surprised by a couple people and those are the people I still keep around me. Um, 
But overall, like if you look at this kind of like in a data perspective, or if you look at your like ratio of like matches to like people you go on dates with, or, you know, matches to like someone you're in a serious relationship with, it's like rare. So I don't know. I mean, it's kind of the only way to really date right now because of COVID. Like you can't just go to a bar and meet someone. Um, So it's really hard. It's tough. But I will say there are some there are still some great people out there. You just have to weed through the people that aren't so great, unfortunately. That's <laughs> so what might, I keep hearing. Yeah, I keep hearing that a lot. It might take some time. You have to be patient for sure. <laughs> well, I think you're doing a great job um, documenting oh, you. your dating journey again. I know I keep saying I think you're going to do well this year. And um, congrats to you getting um, another job full time. That's Thank awesome. you. Uh, I hope to see you again soon. I mean, I really miss I all my special events friends. Um, I was just getting to know you before COVID happened and you were yes. looking forward to your birthday party and then it was yeah. rescheduled and we're hoping, hoping it's rescheduled again. So um, when we reopen, but I'm yes. still looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. You know what? I, you know, who's been doing great in terms of the pandemic and what they've been doing, like shout out to Tau group for doing a really good job and staying open and all of their venues. Oh. Like, I love Tau Group. I love what they're about. I, I I have some like personal ties with Tau Group and have some really close friends and they've been really killing it. So like nice. maybe at one of their locations. So. Yeah, that would be cool. I know. I, I mean, we're, we're at like 50 people right now for events or 25% capacity, but hopefully that goes up to 100 people soon and then you won't feel so awkward having a bunch of people grouped together. So yeah. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) I know. I'm definitely excited to, you know, hopefully slowly open up and see you again in person. But I do appreciate you, you know, getting on the Zoom call. Um thank you for being so patient with um the Wi-Fi connection. (laughs) You're totally I understand completely. But thank you so much. This was really great. I am so excited to see Dating Millennial continue to grow and hopefully when you find that love interest it turns into the married millennial. <laughs> I know. Maybe. That's, I got a long time for that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Baby steps to that. <laughs> Baby steps to getting married. Good. Definitely. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Daniela. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and um, looking forward to connecting with you again in person, though, this, the next time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Donna. This was so much fun. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay, we'll chat again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. Bye.